Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Yeah. Welcome back to Season 13. This is our penultimate episode of the season. Uh, but, uh, I'm losing it. Uh, how, how, how are you? I am doing well. And, uh, the reason Andy's losing it is because I... Had the idea for this. Uh, had the idea for this podcast. So let me just sort of give you a general gist of, of what we're going to do for the next the next thirty minutes. Um, when we, whenever we whenever we're building a deck, um, I mean, sure, there's a little pen and paper going on, but primarily speaking, we're all online, um, and we're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the pro some of the programs, some of the websites that we use uh, when we're putting our decks together. Given the volume of cards and everything else that's out there, there are a lot of great websites that you can really take advantage of uh, when it comes to putting your decks together. Because there was a time when uh, I would just use use the cards I had and work out my entire deck by pulling cards out of out of out of my collection and stacking them up and then working it down to to a suitable 100. But those days are long gone and. Uh, you know, and good riddance to them. I, <laughs> it, it was so difficult to come up with a coherent set of 100 cards, and then you'd end up with another 300 cards that you just had to put back into your, had to, you know, put back into your collection. It was just a pain. So, um, so I thought we would look through, look at some of the, some of the websites. So we're going to, we're going to start off talking about where we're putting our decks in the first place, because Realistically, whenever you start, maybe some of you start start with the blank page. I prefer to start with a uh, a blank sheet from either from Architect. And I know Andy, you've been using uh, Moxfield now, right? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like when I started, started I was using just spreadsheets, which like was yeah. good to an extent. Uh, but these these other websites definitely have like a like a a good UI. They're just like super helpful. They're all in one place, right? Um, and so, for those of you who haven't used either of these websites, just a general idea: um, you log in, you log into your account, um, and then create. Usually, it's you, you're creating a deck, so you'll start with a new deck. Um, I almost always start with having already chosen my commander, so I'll put the commander into the deck, and then from there on in, you just start. You can start adding cards in whatever way you choose. So. Uh, they they all have different setups. I personally prefer it uh, prefer to use that like they've got one where there's a blank input. So I'll type in the obvious the obvious inclusions that I want in the deck. I already have a general idea of what kind of ramp spells I want and that kind of thing. But most importantly, once you get it in there, then you can view it all, and you can also sort it depending on what the cards are there for. So um, that way, it makes it, it makes it very easy for me to. Keep keep track of you know I'm looking for roughly ten ramp cards and maybe ten removal spells, so I can stack those into each of their own categories, and uh, and I and both options will let you put it into two two categories at once. Mm. So um, so that proves very helpful. So if you've got, I mean most of the time if I'm tracking a ramp if I've got a ramp spell that also lets me draw a card. I don't know. Solemn Simulacrum is the easiest one to come up with. Right. You can put it in both categories, um, which is a lot harder to do when you're doing it on pen and paper, or even when you're doing it on a spreadsheet. 
because then it just sort of shows up twice and you're just and then you start losing track of how many cards do I actually have in my deck um, so this sort of thing really helps with that I I really like getting it set up that way because then once you've done all of the obvious stuff or the stuff you intend to use sometimes you're at 150 cards well now I can go through each of my sections and say you know what this is only a ramp card and I already have 12 of those so do I need this one? No, I'm going to take it out. Or you can look at all of the ones that are there and choose the one you think is the least effective. Or maybe it's the one that doesn't fit the theme quite right, but you put it in there because you weren't sure if you were going to have enough. But it allows you to, you know, to, to see all of that visually. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, what I like too about these websites is that it'll allow you to visualize them like like on the fly like differently you yeah know, like you can put them into the the categories like you're saying like ramp or removal yeah. or you know does this thing with the commander and uh beyond that too like you can then just go like click of a button have it go back to you know creatures artifacts enchantments yes. that type of thing um and i think one of the biggest things i love about these is that uh Toward the bottom of the page, it'll show you your curve, which is nice, generally. I mean, like, yeah, I I use it kind of just sometimes. I don't super stick to curve, but, you know. I, I'm much the same way. What I find is that when, I've, when I'm getting down to the last few cards, if I'm, you know, five or ten cards short, or maybe I've got a few too many, mm. a lot of times I will look at the curve, at the curve that's laid out at the bottom of the of this of the window and just hmm looks like my curve's a little high or you know maybe i need you know my curve isn't particularly even and i need either you know maybe i need more five drops or i could use a few less five drops to sort of smooth that curve out yeah maybe that is that will lead me towards trying to find more five drops or or removing a five whatever the case may be yeah i think yeah. um in addition to that like just the whole stats part of each yeah. of these websites yes. is like so crucial because it really does help you kind of figure out where your land base is going to be. Say you have a two color land base or two color deck. Yes. Um, it tells you at least in the casting cost of each spell. Yes. Uh, how many pips there like total, how many right. pips you have in the deck rather than having to go through and count them all, yeah. figure out like fractions and stuff. And like, um, it will give you a generally, or it will give you generally a good idea of how many lands you want of right. each color, um, because like obviously, if you you want an earlier game green, and then like later, like you don't care about the blacks until like later in the game, like you know, you you can use your judgment there, but uh, it'll also update with. How many? How much? Like, what color of mana is you're producing from these lands? Uh, right. And you can kind of match it up with the pie oh. graph that it shows. It's so good. It is. It's like I mean, I, I almost always put 40, 40 lands in the deck unless there's a very strong reason for me not to. But right. invariably, when I do that, like when I start putting cards in, I'll put you know five or ten of each of the each of the basics for uh, for all the colors that I'm using. And then when I'm finished and I've got my 40 lands in there, then you scroll down to the bottom of the page. It's like, oh, my little, the, you know, the stats here say that I probably should take out 
two more islands and put in two more planes. Right. So I go back up, I'll do that, and then scroll back down just to see how far the needle has moved. So I feel like I'm I'm definitely, you know, tuning my mana base a lot better than yeah. I used to. And that, I mean, that it point... used to be literally counting all the pips. Yeah. So. And then figuring out, yeah, the fraction. It's just so, yeah. like, time-consuming and so, I don't know, like, it's it's fine to do it that way. And I think, like, uh, with with these websites, it's not even necessarily, like, a cheat because, like, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, it'll be good enough, no. especially uh, when you start, yeah. Right? Yeah. when you build a deck. Well, uh, so. And exactly what you and to to your point, you know, if you've got you know, if most of the your first three you know the, the options on your first three turns are all white spells, but your black spells have more pips in them, but you don't need it until later, that's not something necessarily that the stats are taking into account. They're looking at the sum total. Right. So you may you're going to want to keep an eye on that, but um, but it sure is a helpful helpful starting point at least. You know you can lay it out there and like, okay, well, this is what it says. Now let's look at this and decide if it needs to be adjusted at all. I just, it's a great, it's a great way to, to run it. Yeah. So. Now, the other thing that these websites include is a search function, um, yes. which uh, is very helpful because I, I mean, like, especially compared to say using just spreadsheets, uh, yeah. you can just add cards from, from the, the general database, the search, yeah. right? You can search by name. Uh, I know both of these websites, both uh, mm -hmm. Architect and Moxfield, have very robust search engines, yeah. uh, which are, to some extent, based on Scryfall, which we'll talk about soon. Um, but it, it'll allow you to search by, you know, Oracle Text. It'll allow you to search by type and color and you know, th the things that you want to be able to search for. Right. Um, my favorite thing about uh, Moxfield, uh, and I don't know if Architect has this implemented yet or plans to, but uh, Moxfield uh, has also a collection section where you can okay. just import your collection and then it will tell you what cards you have. Uh, so like you look That's at the deck list nice. and it has like little checks of like, oh, you have this or you yeah. have this, but a different printing or like something yeah. like that. It is super helpful and super invaluable uh, to just be able to have your collection and your deck lists in the same area because then well, you know what you need to buy. <laughs> well, that and it really reduces, you know, when you're putting your deck together and you're now trying to whittle cards out of the out of your deck. Well, I can whittle the one I have or the one I have to buy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the one I have to buy out. Because, and, and you're going to know that immediately before you even start pulling cards out. So, um, see, I'm still using Architect. And as far as I know, they don't have that option. So that option alone might be enough to get me to switch over to Moxfield. Because um, I do have all of my cards listed. But it's... Uh, I, I haven't tried my, I haven't tried that that uh, that option in Moxfield, so I'll have to have to give it a ring. I, I check out. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned search. Yeah. Uh, while the search function function is robust, uh, I am old, and uh, I have been using I have been using Scryfall and Gatherer for the longest of times, and I continue to use them. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the 
about these sites is they're they're essentially the dedicated search engines. So um, Gatherer is is the official wizards one, um, and it's great. You know, it, it the advanced search options on that site are are quite good. I much prefer Scryfall. I it's just yeah. I find that the the ability to search on Scry one Scryfall allows Boolean searches, and I don't think Gatherer does. That's kind of the the death blow. I mean, it's one if you are happy to just simply click on options, then Gatherer is just fine, and it looks really nice, and it runs really smoothly. Uh, Scryfall Scryfall runs great, and yeah. I've I've never had any issues. Um, I think it does everything that Gatherer does, and a little bit better. Um, so yeah. I think the thing with Scryfall for me is that it it like while Gatherer does run smoothly, I think yeah. Scryfall just runs smoother. Both have high res art, or at least yes. like card scans. Uh, they both have rulings and uh, like tips, I guess. Yeah, rulings uh, yeah. for like specific card interactions um, that are like official rulings. Right. Uh, they both have, you know, the entire history of uh, the card game. Yeah, and the, the thing I the thing I find that Scryfall has that Gatherer doesn't pricing. Um, yeah, they are. I think it's uh, TCG Player and Card Kingdom prices. I think are both on Scryfall. Don't have it open right now, but I think they also have Card Market too. But that's you know right. we're not in Europe, so. so. It's, but the options are there. So again, if you're doing a search and you know that you're, this is something you're going to be needing to buy, it can, it can point you to, I mean, you're going to see which options are, are better priced or it can point you to, you know, particular, particular sites one way or the other. So, um, that's something I really like about Scryfall. Yeah. And so I tend to go back and forth. So I'll have Architect open. And one window and Scryfall sitting right next to it. So I'm Absolutely. doing a search a search on Scryfall. I'm like, oh, these six cards are great. But in they go into Architect, and you know maybe I'll sort it later. But you know, I'm just going back and forth between the two sites. So. Yeah, there's definitely like, I I don't know. I wouldn't even necessarily say that the search function in Scry or in uh, Architect or Moxfield is like lacking, but there is a certain smoothness to having them both open and then just yeah. like typing it in into into your deck builder of choice yeah uh, because like the, it is it is just like it's fast you get like all your information in one spot with scryfall it's it's just like it's pristine and what i love too is that like uh there are are smaller features within scryfall that really help the deck deck building process whether like it's you can create deck lists on scryfall yeah uh, it's less of like a a shareable thing yeah. it's there but like it's 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 more you know to have the list um from what i can tell i i haven't really fully f like dove into it but it's it's good um there's also like the tagging system in scryfall is is top notch uh yeah if you go into the scryfall tagger which you scroll to the bottom it says use scryfall tagger or whatever 
and click that, it brings up any card that is similar to it, like does a similar effect or does the same effect. So like maybe it's like a functional reprint or something. Now you can have two of the same card in a commander deck because bam, they're the same thing. Right. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's super helpful to find other cards that are like the ones that you want to be doing. Um, so Scryfall obviously has the, you know, if you know what you're looking for, has that feature. Or if you're like, I want something like this. Yeah. You, you can do it, uh, which oh, is yeah. great. It's a yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Something else Scryfall has. <clears throat> In the toolbox section, there's a button that says card analysis on EDH rec. And yeah. Let's talk about EDH rec. For the one of you out there who's listening to this podcast who's never used EDH rec. Welcome to magic. Welcome to magic. So EDH rec is a website that is uh, specifically for commander decks. In, in, the, in the search engine, you type in, a type in a magic card, any card, it does not matter. Type in the card and it will tell you, and then it gives you all kinds of options. Generally speaking, most people, when they're typing something in that search engine, it's usually the commander because they want to see cards that go with the commander and that's what EDHREC does. So they break things down. So, uh, well, for example, uh, if you punch in Brina, uh, it will give you, it will give you, it'll show you the card. It shows you pricing at, uh, pricing in, in different places. Then it also gives it a ranking. So what EDHREC does is they, they scrape a bunch of websites for any commander decks. Um, and then they put them up on, or and then they include them in their stats on the website. So it's an aggregator and it will give you just general numbers from what they've seen from the, from, from the, from the card that you're looking at. So in this case for Brina, uh, on today's date, because it's going to change, uh, <laughs> there's three, 3,890 decks, um, which means that the cards you're about to see are from those 3,890 decks and it breaks it down. So it gives you a percentage. So this deck, this card is in this many percent of the deck. Um, it, but more importantly, it also breaks the cards down uh, by like, so these are the cards that are new that, you know, they've just come out in, in recent sets. Uh, the high synergy tab also gives you a bunch of cards that work really well with the commander. And to be fair, those are the ones that I tend to gravitate towards first. I'm less interested in the new cards or the top cards, even the creatures of the instance. I want the high synergy cards. These are the ones that make, you know, that somehow make Brina better or Brina makes them significantly better. And to me, that's what I'm really looking for in my decks. But that's where I end up, but it tags out all kinds of permanent, all kinds of uh, cards. It gives you each of the each of the card types, and which of them will go in. Um, you can go through this whole section, and if you want, you can build your entire deck based on what EDH rep tells you, or you can use it and say, "I'm going to build my deck with none of the cards that EDH rep has." I wouldn't recommend that either. That's really playing the hard game. Um, so, but. There, it's there, and I recommend you. I recommend you use it, if for no other reason that a lot of the decks that I build, I'll build the whole deck, and then go to EDH rec, because I want to see how is there something that's blatantly obvious that I have just just missed. My radar just completely missed it. Um, and every once in a while, yeah, I'll find something and be just like, oh, what an idiot! I can't believe I missed that card, but. So EDHREC is great. Uh, 
wait for stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, too, uh, with with EDH Rec, what I love... Excuse me. What I love is, like, it it obviously aggregates all that data. Yeah. It spits it out in a fairly comprehensive <laughs> and, like, understandable way. Yeah. Uh, but it also, like, it, it gives you recommendations, hence yeah. the rec. Uh, yes. And it, like... I know a lot of people who use EDH rec kind of as just like, okay, like I'm just trying to throw together a deck. Like what are the, the top cards that I need? Like you were saying, yeah. but also like if you much like Scryfall, if you dig in a little deeper, you can find these like more niche cards and yes. like, you know that they're fairly niche because like they're in like smaller amounts of uh, decks and whatever. Um, right. And like just kind of, sifting through the the different search terms and such in eda track really helps um but i like too that like you've got the main page of your commander for brina um brina the demagogue it says you know brina the demagogue commander um but beyond that you can search like like you said like you can search any card and it'll show you what commanders that that's good in what other mm-hmm. cards they they're generally found with um with brina there's an as commander button as card like if you just have her in the 99 the average yeah. deck what kind of decks they're in uh but then you've got things like budget it defaults right. to any budget but like if you have a lower budget in mind you can click that and it'll show more inexpensive cards Right, it's not going to show you the, the smothering tides and all these other ones. It's going to show you stuff that's more likely within your budget if that's kind of what you're looking at. All of these buttons here are seriously underused by a yeah. whole lot of people. It, it is so easy to just come to the site, punch in a commander name, and scroll down. It's like, well, hang on, because the theme on my, on my arena deck is primarily plus and plus one counters. Well, there's a tag just to the left of the art which literally says there's 185 decks. So if I'm looking for something from my deck, I just click on that. And then it's going to give me all of the cards that are that are more likely going to be focused on that theme. So it's going to be even more helpful. Um, and then the advanced filters over on the right, that just it's just another step that, that the, uh, the site offers. And I think you're crazy not to take advantage of all of it. <laughs> it is, it's, it's truly impressive. And, like I said, I, initially when the site came out, I was very much against it. Um, I felt like that it was just encouraging everybody to build the exact same deck. It's like here are the cards that should go in your deck. Now I treat it very much, very much differently. I um, these are the cards that go in the average deck. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that that the the cards that you've chosen aren't good. It just means that you know this audience, maybe they haven't seen it yet. I mean, you're going to go down through this list, and when you see the lands, um, I, I, Scrubland probably isn't there. Because right. Scrubland costs a fortune, and it's not in a lot of decks because of that. So it may not make the list. But if you change your budget restrictions around, Scrubland suddenly shows up. But it's just, you can, you know, just because not everybody has found the card doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that you found something a little bit different. 
maybe you did find something bad. Maybe you've mis misread the card. Take a real good look. But um, it's, you know, it, it just, it guides you along. It's a nice, it's, it's like having the friend who, who knows all of the cards who can say, wow, you know, that would go really good in this deck. Yeah. Except you're finding out before you have to play a game without it. And I think, like, it, it can be overwhelming at first because there's so much going on in this website. Um, but <laughs> there's also a podcast to go with it. So if, uh, if you're ever looking for a new Magic podcast, go check out EDH Redcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I enjoy it. They kind yeah. of bring a lot of, like, uh, focus to what's going on on this website. Because, I mean, they made it. Uh, <laughs> but it's 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 always so interesting to, like, see this as, like, beyond the step of, like, this is how I'm going to build my decks. Because it is so great to, I don't know, like... <laughs> uh, have the information of like am i like i a lot of deck builders want to be unique and yes. uh finding out whether your deck your card choices are as unique as you think they are uh is always just kind of like oh okay uh but it also interesting uh with each commander page there's a tab that says combos um I don't know if we want to start talking about combos. Let's start talking about combos. Specifically, there's a website. Uh, it's called commanderspellbook.com. Um, if you go to the advanced tab, punch in a card name, and it'll and then you can start getting all kinds of options. So whether this is a case of you want to build a deck full of combos, here's your here's here's where you can go to to find combos that will fit in your deck that will work for your deck. Um, or I built my deck. I'm afraid that there, there is a two card combo in here. That's going to go infinite on me. And I don't want that. You can punch your, punch in your, your cards and find out if you've accidentally created this, either give it the double check or use it as a, a stepping stone towards building that, uh, the deck with combo with a combo of cards. It, it's so easy to say dirty combo, but I mean, the deck, the site also asks, like, how many cards do you want in your combo? Yeah. So if you want to say 15, you can say 15. Yeah. You know, if you it, want to say six or whatever, you can do that. I love that you can just copy and paste the deck list right in. Yeah. Um, and it'll tell you what combos you have, what combos you almost have. And not only that, it'll list what type of combo. So, like, infinite leave the battlefield, infinite ETB infinite death trigger like i have my uh my kazar and ukima deck list <laughs> still in here and it says uh you know uh you've got nine potential combos found with additional color requirements so like you don't even have to use this for edh decks you don't have to use this for commander decks yeah um where you know i could azor the lawbringer because i already have thassa in here Opponents cannot cast sorcery spells or instant spells during their turn. So it's like this, like it, it will give you these ideas or if you want to lean away from the combos, it will tell right. you what you have in there, yeah. which doesn't necessarily mean that you can't play those cards in that deck. Just be aware that that combo's in there, which is well, helpful. Right. And I mean, to be fair, 
we're, you know, this, this is a 30 minute podcast. We're only really scraping the surface here. So if you yeah. haven't used one of the, one of the sites that we've talked about, I recommend you do. Uh, these are, these are some of the more common ones. Um, we didn't even talk, I didn't really even talk about uh, various apps that you can use. I mean, I have an app that I, that I run, it's a uh, deck builder and it as a way to sort my collection. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, not going into that right now because that's that's beyond what we were talking about. But there are all sorts of options for apps and other other websites that are out there that will help with your deck lists. Uh, I recommend you check them out. Yeah, if you have the chance, go check out uh, the Prof on YouTube, Tulare Community College. His channel, amazing for any sort of information, I guess. Like, uh, especially if you're a new player, if you haven't heard of him, go check him out. It's a fun time. Uh, he used to do all sorts of like product stuff, and that's not really what I'm talking about. But he had a series where he would talk about certain websites. Uh, it's how I learned so much about Scryfall that I wouldn't have known, um, even wa- with like trying to just like explore it a little. Um, it's a few years old, the video, but uh, definitely still relevant. Uh, so yeah. go check out that video. Um, I think he's got one about EDH rec. I don't know if these are all the same video. <laughs> uh, again, haven't watched it in a couple of years. And obviously these websites have updated over the past couple of years. So like, yes. it's not perfect, but it is very good to just understand what is available. Um, that's going to do it for us today. Hope you had a nice time visiting our library of cozy, magic, fun deck build time. Uh, but we'll be back next week thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching if you're watching on YouTube you know who you are uh, if you're over there and you're not subscribed please do we're Temple of False Pod we're at X and not optimized but our plays sure as heck are fun I'm Andy I'm Bruce and uh, go play some magic for me have a great night may your fifth land be the temple bye wait wait before you go I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at andyweekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, Uh, like a video there, leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!